0: Hey mama, welcome back to Mama's Mission. I'm Deb and I am very excited that you're here with us today. In this episode, I had the awesome pleasure of interviewing Heidi from Parenting to Impress. She has four kids and is such a wealth of information. We talk all things discipleship, so we really unpack what it is and she gives so many awesome examples on how to actually disciple your kids effectively. I just want to put a disclaimer out there that with this recording that is coming up, it was done last year, I think. So I was trying to be super prepped when I relaunched my podcast. And because I live in a tiny house and I had to get up in the wee hours of the morning here in New Zealand, so I think it was like 4am, I didn't want to wake anyone. So I actually recorded this in the bathroom, so the sound is a little bit echoey and yeah I can just picture it now I actually had the laptop propped up on the toilet (laughs) it was so funny but um thankfully Heidi couldn't see that but yeah just letting you know that the sound quality isn't the best but I hope that doesn't deter you because the information that is shared by Heidi is absolute gold so I pray that you are blessed by this episode and thank you so much for listening Hey friend, welcome to Mama's Mission. Here we unpack the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with God. I'm Deb, and I'd like you to think of me as your spirit stirrer. Is that even a thing? It is now. I want to stir your spirit up and inspire you to get intentional about discipleship. Mama, your role is more than making snacks and nagging, I mean, encouraging your kids. There's a greater purpose you need to work towards, and that's leading your tribe to know and love God. If you're ready to ditch your overwhelmed, discouraged attitude and get more clarity and inspiration on raising Jesus-loving kids, this podcast is for you. So grab a coffee and maybe a sneaky treat, kick back and get ready to be inspired. Thank you so much for joining us today, Heidi. It is such a privilege to be speaking to you. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, no problem. I listen to your podcast and I have used your program as well with my daughter and it's, it's really, really special. So first of all, before we, you know, get into a whole bunch of questions, are you able to tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself?
1: Oh, I would love to. And again, thank you for the opportunity. I love... Like you said when we were praying before we got started here, I love how that we can connect with uh, clear across the world and be able to share a passion and a love um, for each other as Christians as well as for God. So thank you for that opportunity. My name is Heidi France, and I'm the creator and writer of ABC Jesus Loves Me. I also blog and podcast at Parenting to Impress, and our mission is to come along size parents and teachers and help them be intentional with the time, the very limited amount of time that they have with these kiddos who grow so quickly before our eyes. That is so true. They They grow way too
0: quickly. <laughs> exactly. So how many children do you have?
1: So my husband and I have been married for almost 25 years and we have four kiddos, ages 11 to 18 right now. Wow,
0: that's so cool.
1: That is awesome. Well, can you tell me a little bit about what you think discipleship is? Oh, that's a fantastic question. And, you know, um, I, I think discipleship is one of those things that's kind of gone by the wayside, and yet it is so incredibly important, and it's something we're commanded to do, to go and make disciples. For me, discipleship means walking alongside a fellow believer to help them understand a God who is crazy about them and the purpose and plan that God has created uniquely for them. This, that is the best answer. You're so, so right.
0: I think that's so important. That is really, really cool. Um,
1: how do you intentionally show your kids Jesus in your every day? So that's something that I do not feel like 18 years ago, I did a very good job at that. Um, I think now I am just starting to, to scratch the surface of what it looks to be intentional with my kids as I teach them who God is and God's purpose for them in their life. For me, what that looks like is just including God in everything that we do whether that is driving to the grocery store, whether that is um, making breakfast in the morning, whether that is even in a disciplined situation, is coming alongside my kids and helping them see God in every situation.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So would you say this is something that evolved through your parenting or is this something that right off the bat, you were kind of like, no, this is how I want to
1: parent? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I would say we, they're a little bit of both. First of all, I grew up in a family that modeled using teachable moments. Um, I grew up in a family of teachers. So it was just innate a lot of the things that I do because I've seen it modeled so well, mm-hmm. but I've also grown in my understanding of who God is in my own life. And automatically that's going to pour into my children as I overflow. So it's, it's something that has grown because I didn't really understand who God was at a 25 year old mom versus what I understand now 18 years later
0: yeah I can so relate yeah I can so relate going into parenthood initially and I think it's just super overwhelming to start with you really aren't prepared even though you think you are prepared
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly it is so overwhelming and I think one of the struggles that I see a lot of our mamas in the ABC Jesus Loves Me family struggle with is where where do you go for information? You know, we live in an age that there is more information than ever before, just in our hands, on our smartphones, on our computers, but yet all of that information is so overwhelming. And I think the enemy knows that. And so he is continually bombarding us with conflicting information going, now, what are you going to do with this? Well, what about this? Well, what about this? Instead of us going back to the truth of the scriptures, that we are to love God and we are to love others. And we love God through obedience. We love others through patience and kindness and um, having self-control and going back to first Corinthians 13, looking at love does not, is not demanding. Love does not keep record of wrong. We could go on and on, but that is our truth. And we need to weed out those extra words, the extra images, the extra um, static that we are receiving.
0: Yeah, you're so right. And just when you were saying all those things, the enemy does want to do that. And I just think, you know, because the Christian way, it just sounds so hard sometimes. We, we're constantly having to go back to our Maker can you please help me be a better person? Like, can you help me have patience? Can you help me forgive? Like all of these things do sound quite hard where, you know, if we just go, you know, the world's way, it is a lot easier. Me, me, me. and
1: Well, right. Because the world's way is I can do this. Yeah. I can read another self-help book. I can <laughs> force myself to, to do what I need to do. You know, it, it's all about me. And what I need to do, and as a Christian, it's all about who is God and what does God want me to do? So it's a complete reverse in the way of the world versus the way a Christian should look at life. Yeah, you're right. Which is, that highlights in particular why
0: we need to get intentional with our kids, because if this is everything that they're being exposed to. We are constantly having to go against the grain and we have to get really intentional about speaking life over our children and, you know, showing them the right way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very, very true.
0: Yes. Well, that leads me into the next question nicely. If you had to pick one thing to start with for the beginner discipler, what would you pick or what would you suggest they start with?
1: Wow. I think. If I had to start at the beginning discipling someone, I think the very first thing I would say to them is, you're not alone. And again, that's what the enemy wants us to feel is that we are alone. Nobody understands. And while our journeys all look different, they all have the same path of leading us to our savior. And so I think that is what I would encourage somebody I was discipling that you're not alone in this journey. It is a marathon. It's not a 50 yard dash. It's (laughs) something that's going to take time intentionality. You're not probably going to see a change overnight and you're going to make mistakes, but you are loved and you are forgiven. And I'm here to walk alongside you. That's really cool. It's easier to do it, I think, with an adult
0: to share that heart. But when you have your children who we are, you know, actively discipling, it is quite, quite a hard concept, I would assume, for them to grasp that it is an marathon. I think,
1: yeah, I, I think it is a hard concept for kids to grasp. But I also think that when our actions match what our words say, I think they're just, it's so much a part of their life that it's not a confusing thing. I think it's when what we say and what we do don't match up that our kids get confused. So, for example, if we say church is a priority for our family, and yet when we're tired, we sleep in some Sundays, then that's where the confusion occurs. But when we are walking, what we are talking, I think kids find it much easier to understand. Yeah, I would completely agree. Completely agree. And
0: it's the same. It goes for us, doesn't it? You know, we want to be following or following or, you know, we respect people who walk the talk. Yes. It's really yeah. important. Exactly. Exactly. Well, going back to what we were talking about with intention, because I know that that is a fair, like that's a bigger part of your ministry, you know, just the whole concept of intention. How does that relate to teaching your kids about Jesus?
1: I think the intentionality is the how and the when. Teaching our kids about Jesus is a commandment. We are told in Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9, that we are to impress upon our kiddos, whether they're laying down, whether they're walking, um, no matter what they're doing, we are to be impressing upon our kids to love God and love others. The intentionality is making it part of our daily life. It's making it deliberate, We're deliberate about impressing Christ on our kids. We are purposeful about um, showing our kids God's character, His forgiveness, His love, His justness, all of these different things that make God who He is. So when I'm intentional with my kids, I am focusing on God and I'm focusing on my Uh, on God, when I'm by myself, when I'm throughout the day, and that's automatically going to overflow. So I'm going to see God in the activities with my kids. So if I am thinking about God and how I am grateful for what he has given to me, I'm automatically then with my kids going to be talking about gratitude. So what goes in is what comes out.
0: You're so right. Could you give us a, like you've give, given us a couple there, but can you give us a couple more tips on what this would look like in your every day?
1: So intentionality, another thing that I do, and again, this has been modeled for me and the Holy Spirit will give me ideas. I don't take credit for any of this, but You know, an easy one is when you are driving along the road and an ambulance or a police car passes you that you take a moment with your kids and say, hey, let's pray for that situation. Let's pray for those forced responders. Let's pray for the victims, whatever that situation is. Let's pray for them. Or when you see a rainbow in the sky and you are intentional about talking to the kids and tying that rainbow to Noah, to God's promises, or you are in the middle of a situation in your house and you are overwhelmed and you just cry out to God in front of everyone and say, God, I need your help right now. And so your kids see that you are relying on God. Another example you make a mistake let's say you yell at your child for something that they did man i have done this way too many times and i have to go to my child and say i am sorry mom blew it again i messed up and i ask for your forgiveness so that then the next time the child asks for your forgiveness you can say hey buddy I get it. Remember when mom had to ask for your forgiveness? It's this same thing that I keep doing over and over and over. And I need your help and I need your accountability because I don't want this part of my life.
0: That is really awesome because all of these tips that you've given, they're not necessarily getting a book out, getting a devotional or requiring a whole lot of equipment, which I think is something that puts a lot of people off but this is just something that you're doing in your everyday it's just making it really natural.
1: Oh yes. Oh I love what you just said about that about how that it, you don't need requ- equipment and and I will say to those mamas out there who maybe don't have 40 years of Sunday school in their background. <laughs> This is not something that you have to know your Bible forward and backward. You can grow alongside your kiddos in your understanding of God. Whether that just means you pull out that beginner's Bible and every night you read a couple of stories with your kids, you're going to get to know God's character. You know, how did God walk through um how, reading in Exodus and how God walked through the Israelites journey into the promised land. He was patient with them. He was also just with them. He had requirements for them. He let them go down their sinful ways. But then when they repented, he allowed them to return to him with forgiveness. And so you see that character even in those beginner Bibles as you're reading alongside your child. So don't feel that intimidation. Don't feel a sense of failure because you don't know. Just dive in and start learning alongside. That's really encouraging actually, because we, yeah, we think that if
0: we're discipling, we need to be the experts. And mm-hmm. it's not true. I mean, even as a teacher, because I teach professionally, you just mm-hmm. need to be that a couple of steps ahead with discipling your kids, like that's so special just to get alongside them. That's really what it's all about. Yes.
1: And even on the ABC Jesus Loves Me Facebook group, the private group that we have, mamas will ask me some questions. And I am not, I am in nowhere an expert. And I will say, man, come back with your questions. I would love to dig into this with you. And so, in your discipleship, whether it is with an adult or with a child, never feel like you can't say, I don't know. But I'm willing to dig into the answer with you.
0: 100%.
1: I think actually,
0: the person who's been led or taught or whatever you would like to call it, I think I respect that in a person. If they actually can say to me, I don't know that, instead of them, you know, just pretending that they do, giving you potentially wrong information, it's refreshing to hear, I don't know actually, and let's go and find that out together.
1: Yes, yes. And and so much for your kids, um, especially as they get older. Um, But I, I would also say, you know, those ages of three and four, especially four, when there is a lot of why, why did God do that? why did he flood the earth? Why um, is Satan so mean? You know, those are the type of questions that you get from those older preschoolers, and they have inquisitive minds, and this is good. We don't want to stop their questions, but there is also a point that God doesn't give us the answers to everything. We cannot begin to understand how big God is. And if we could understand him, then he wouldn't be God. So there are times when we can say to our kiddos, you know what? I don't know that answer. But when we get to heaven, I hope God answers that one for us.
0: You're so right. I love that he is a God of mystery. And we don't have to know it all. I think he he totally does intentionally, because if we did know it all, You know, sometimes it takes away the need for him. Yes. Well, when I was praying about this interview, I was asking the Lord, you know, because I I threw a whole bunch of questions your way, just Mm -hmm. an idea on what to speak about. And God just took me right back to the starting place for where this all, what my whole heart for this mission is. And it is to equip and inspire mamas to disciple their kids. Mm -hmm. So I love um, that so I was kind of like a mic drop it was like of course why wouldn't I ask that question Um, (laughs) because in all the interviews I've done I actually haven't asked that question so Mm -hmm. I think it should be like the the standard question I ask all guests from now on (laughs) I love that that's a fantastic question so what's one piece of advice you give to the listener to inspire or equip them to disciple their kids
1: The one thing that I would tell mamas is is do not stop. Do not stop. You may be thinking that it is pointless. You are wasting your time. They're never going to get it. And just when you get to your breaking point is when God gives you, um, I have a friend who calls it a little kiss on your cheek. God gives you a little kiss on your cheek and And suddenly your child will say something and you're like, they're getting it. They're getting it. Thank you, Jesus. And you get really excited because you see that what you are doing is not in vain. And what I would say to mamas is is remember that you are building stepping stones. That doesn't mean that that child's ready to walk on those stepping stones yet but at one day they will be. And it may be that one day they take one step when you have 40 stepping stones created and lined out for them. And it may be that they just take a couple of steps, but they're steps and you are creating a path of truth for them. Do not stop. That's really encouraging really
0: encouraging just as you were talking about that I had a thought because you said your eldest is 18 is that right well a lot of a lot of my listeners um myself included you know our kids are younger but what age like what age would you say that we stop do we ever stop really (laughs) like
1: (laughs) oh boy I yeah I think I, I I let me let me preface it with this. I have loved every stage of my kiddos' lives. I loved when they were babies. I loved when they were toddlers and learning. I love the questioning of preschool. I love the elementary. And I love teenagers. For those mamas out there who have heard the dreaded um, horror stories about teenagers, I'm going to say those do not have to be true at all. I have almost four teenagers in our home, um, and I love this stage. So you you asked me a few minutes ago, what suggestions do I have? Here's, Here's another suggestion I have. Do the hard work when they're little. Because then when they are older, it is a joy. So do the discipline and setting the boundaries when they are one, two, three, and four. And I can tell you it is so much easier later on. Now, back to your original question of when does it start to kick in? I think God gives us glimpses along the way. I think it starts to kick in in those questions of a four-year-old. I think it starts to kick in with the, how an elementary kiddo is watching what you're doing and is starting to do it on their own. For example, like they see you doing your quiet time, how you have your Bible open and you're reading and you're praying to God, writing in your journal, whatever that looks like for you. And you'll see your elementary kiddo doing that on the couch. So it's in that modeling that God gives you um, that, that little kiss on your cheek again. And then in your teens, when you start having those questions, when they come home from youth group or they come home from a school activity, and they want to just decompress what they've seen, what they did, what they heard. And as you are able to Point them back to scriptures when they ask you a question, well, what does the Bible say about that? And so then together you can dig into what the Bible says. So long answer to a short question is that it's just little baby steps along the way. I love seeing my senior in high school as he is starting to launch and he is applying to college and applying to scholarships and, and he's trying to figure out what does it mean for him to own the spiritual legacy instead of just kind of going along with what his parents have taught him now it's time for him to put it into play yeah that's that's really important isn't it because Mm -hmm. this is where a
0: lot of research suggests that our kids lose their faith when they are as you were saying it really well like just launching into life right and and I think that's really cool how even in the home situation, you can see that your son is making his mm-hmm. making his faith his own, instead mm-hmm. of as you know, a lot of Christians tend to do. They just piggyback off their parents' faith, and then when we get into the real world, it's like, oh, okay, um, yeah, trying to figure it out ourselves. So yeah. it's really cool that you can you can see that and walk alongside your your children. Is you doing that, it's really special.
1: Exactly. We did a Parenting to Impress podcast um, a couple of months ago with a youth group leader at our church. And one of the questions that I asked him was, why are we seeing these kiddos pull away from the faith? What is happening? And so we kind of dialogued through that. And, and one of the things that he said is families are too busy. And so what happens by the time our kiddos get into their teen years, we're too busy for church, we're too busy for conversations, we're too busy to make important what we said was important. And then the confusion is coming in for our kiddos. And so as families, we have to be so careful that we guard our time and that we are intentional with what we truly believe is important. And that's going to mean saying no to some really good opportunities so that then we can put in our schedules what is truly best and most important to us.
0: Yeah, you're so right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for the wealth of knowledge that you've shared with us. I so appreciate it. Could we give let you <laughs> share with our listeners where they can find you and find out more?
1: Oh, I would love for them to. And I appreciate your questions. It has been fun to talk about these things that God has taught me. And I'm going to tell you, has taught me through a lot of mistakes. This isn't something I got right the first time for the 100th time. <laughs> it's something that I've learned on the journey and with very wise people around me. So, yes, we would love to have your listeners find us on abcjesuslovesme.com and then our blog and podcast are parenting to impress and that impression is from Deuteronomy 6 where we're impressing God upon our children and our students. So, abcjesuslovesme.com parenting dot com. I hope they will take an opportunity to come and check us out.
0: I will share all of your links in the description. That is so, so fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or, better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.